by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Patriotic, deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go run, we go Good evening, family. How's everybody doing tonight on this great Thursday? 
The weather's warming up nice. Like I said, it's amazing how awesome the 50s feels after you've been in the teens for the last couple of weeks. Um, but we got a whole lot of rain today. Matter of fact, uh, John is floating over there and in, in where he lives. We're floating over here where we live. I think John was actually squeegeeing out the garage. Man, we did get a, a good bit of rain. But we get a break tomorrow, and then we get more rain on Saturday and Sunday with some possible snow. So back to that kind of weather but once again guys this is kilted christian episode 530 it is thursday msm liars john is here with us tonight it's going to be a great conversation there's a lot to go over this evening once again episode 530 kilted christian let's get to it we are many nations around the world comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven and the voices of reason as the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And once again, for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, once again, we're at episode 530. Tonight is Thursday. MSM Liars is here with us. John, brother, how are you doing today? I am fully saturated. Yeah, I know, man. Bob said, uh, Bob said that he's floating too. Yeah, I was... Uh little late getting into the, the the call because i have a squeegeeing out my floor that i'm sitting on i got a towel under my feet right now so i'm not splashing in the and making noise in the water while we're talking yeah no, but, no water noises no you're not gonna like like shock yourself with electricity in the middle of the show or anything like that i mean i got a couple chargers going and an extension cord <laughs> but it's not too bad <laughs> yeah if i just disappear all of a sudden either the power went down or i went down I know this is uh, yeah. I, I was told uh, before I moved to Kentucky that Kentucky was a rather wet state. They said it reminded them a lot of Scotland and I have to agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the cloudy state. It is. And we are saturated as you know, from January until March, April, we're going to be, it's going to be moist out. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. I, I actually enjoy the Scottish weather. I actually enjoy the cold weather too. I know my mother's looking forward to a, little bit of a break um with this warm front that we have here 50 56 right. 57 degrees like i said when you guys you guys came up in summer right we moved here uh july yeah we came here july so you didn't get to experience the april green now there's no. a july green here which is amazing like you saw yeah. when, when you got it, the first thing your mom said I, I can't believe how green it is yeah like, exactly not not so much right now it's a little brown at the moment but the April green is so vibrant. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to that. We moved here because um, I moved here in the heat. Um, literally, I moved here in the heat of the summer. So we and it was and our summer was a little hotter, a little longer this year. So usually, you know, you get like that super hot month, you know, according to uh, the, the weather that I've read. But this one extended into August and we were in the hundreds a lot. So. We'll right, see. and you missed the wildflower season too. Yeah, see, I missed the fireflies. I missed that because uh, if you guys remember, I, I got here right at the very end of firefly season to where I was seeing just a couple of them out there. Wow, Crafty Nuts said it's 82 in Florida right now. Mm. That is my kind of jam. Yeah, that's uh, I was reading. Uh, that's where I need to be. <laughs> well, I, was, I was going through a list last night of the highest temperatures per state ever recorded and uh, kind of shocked me. I didn't expect California to be that that. You know, I think it was 138 was the highest. And I'd imagine that was probably in Death Valley. Death Valley, yeah. Um, but in Texas, like the highest they said was 120. Um, man, I'm I'm pretty sure that I was there when it was over 120. 
Um, yeah, we've got close to that. I mean, we've hit one tens, one teens before here. Yeah, they were saying that uh, the highest it's ever been in Texas or in, in Kentucky was like one ten. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know, man. I, I swear it got above that at least once this summer, but I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, it did. Feels like it now feels like 125 when it's 110. There. Oh yeah, because it does. It, it does yeah. get rather humid. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can get me like if it's 10 degrees outside. I mean, it's not snowing or raining. I'll be outside doing work. I have no problem with that. Um, I have more of a problem when it's 100 degrees and above going out and doing anything. I don't even care if it's just riding around on my riding lawnmower. Like I just I can't handle the heat. And uh, uh, I know, love it. And the thing is, though, it's like I said, I can always dress up. I'll end up looking like that that kid in the Christmas story. Um, but, yeah. you, but you can never get naked enough, you know, to cool down, you know, and there's a point where your neighbors are like, OK, you know what? I was OK with you riding the lawnmower and the bathing suit, but that is just way too far, you know. No, I'm good with 110 degrees standing on a baseball field in the middle of the day, two o'clock in the afternoon. All that sun beating down, it's beautiful. Well, it's great. If, we, if we go to war, man, um, hopefully they have a winter crew and a summer crew. Yeah, I'll definitely be on the summer crew because I ain't moving in the winter time. Yeah, I will be on the winter crew. I have, I'll have no problem being on the winter crew. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see how fast this war gets started because something's coming, man. Something's coming. Yeah, um, I know Tree Patriot says, you know, our humidity is nothing compared to Tennessee and Georgia. And I agree, like, because I grew up, uh, when we came to this, I grew up in uh, North Florida, Northeast Florida. So just next to Georgia. And the humidity there um, would get pretty bad. It would make things miserable. I mean, there's no such thing as shade when it gets to a certain point of humidity. The only problem that I have with the humidity is during the winter. Um, when it does get into the 20s and it feels like it's a whole lot colder, it's because it, like, it just eats to the oh, bone. Yeah, it's so dry. But uh, I like uh, we have wind. They don't have wind in Georgia and Tennessee like we do because yeah, of the jet stream that runs right true. through. We, we definitely, man, we get some crazy winds here. Yeah, so it it tends to blow the humidity out a little bit better. Yeah. It helps a little bit, anyways. Exactly. Well, the chickens seem to love it here. We got a Steve Cusick is uh he's still our alpha chicken, but he's um he's chilled out a whole lot, man. They they. Once uh, they came over here and they were no longer being picked on by the other chickens, their their feathers started to grow back. So they, they've got all their feathers back. And I think Steve Cusick just mellowed out a little bit because he realized that there was enough food for all of them. My chickens are jealous of ducks right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because if they could swim, they'd be real happy. Oh, man, I was waiting for that. I was, uh, they, I was, I'm just amazed at how cold um, chickens can handle. I never, like I said, I never, you know, was responsible for chickens before until now never really been around them or been in a place that was so cold that you had to worry um, right so when we got down to the negatives here i was a little bit worried but those guys I mean, it'll be 20 degrees outside and they're literally sitting on top of the chicken coops all night long they and we had a heater that i got for them and i put in one of their chicken coops but they didn't go into the chicken coop until it dropped below 20 that's funny but, yeah, yeah mine were in there the entire time snow was on the ground. Mine did not come out of their coop. They came down out underneath where their uh, little walk area is underneath, but they, they would not come out in the snow. Oh, yeah. Our, these guys, our chickens are out in the snow. I opened the gate because I let them out because I didn't realize um, I didn't realize how territorial they were. I always figured, you know, if I if my gate was open and they got out, I'd have a really big problem trying to get them back in. But they don't yeah, they tend to stay low. Yeah, they don't venture too far. They got out on one day. They were kind of walking over by our deck. Uh I went inside, got sawing, 
saw one came around and he herded them all back into the chicken coop. I mean, he naturally did his job. Um, but the chickens love the dogs. Um, Solon's finally gotten to the point where he'll go into the chicken coop, but the chickens That's love the dog. Um, they, they back away from him when he's in the coop, but they'll come right up to him. Um, when they're on either side of the, the chicken fence. And my chickens play with my, my, uh, Mastador. Like they, they run at each other and they'll jump and do their little play. They play back and forth. Yeah. But, uh, I think I got, was he chickens, man? My chickens didn't come out one time. Literally, I, I even cleared a little snow path for them to walk around the snow, and they wouldn't come out. They were scared. Well, like True says, I got city chickens or something. Yeah, you must I, have city chickens. We, I'm raising some weaklings. Well, these guys we have, it's awesome because it's kind of like a, you know, we have our routines. Um, you know, so little one goes out first, and then I'll bring Solon out because um, Solon likes to do his little exploration, and uh, he likes to visit the chickens. So when we go outside in the morning – um. Solon will go around the little corner where he can view the chicken coop and he'll do one bark, just woof, <laughs> one. And then the chickens, because he knows that the chickens can hear his bark. And every time he does that little woof, the chickens um, will come into view because we have half of the coop covered with a tarp and then the other half where they can get the sun. But they'll, they'll hear him bark that one time and then they all come out, no matter how cold it is. Like I said, they, they, Solon loves the chickens. The chickens love my dog. Pretty cool. Yeah, they're very, very trainable birds. I was surprised how easy they were to train to stay in their coop and get in their coop at night and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna. Which I had mine from their time they were chicklets. So. Well, we're getting some chicklets. Um, not the gum. I may get some of that too. Um, we're gonna get some of the some because they that rural king has they sell ducks, geese, chickens, turkeys, like everything, and you know, and the chicklets. So we're gonna go up and grab two chicklets. Uh, in the springtime because by spring, um. By spring, I don't think uh, Spirit's going to need her redemption cage or repentance cage anymore. So <laughs> right. we're going to do is we'll put the chicklets in there, raise them in the house until they're big enough to put out with the big chickens. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool, and then we'll we'll see what we can do about training them. I'm gonna if I can do it right, I'm gonna have some herding chickens. I'm gonna get I'm gonna train my chickens to herd the other chickens. I'm sure you could. I was. A I thought about turkeys a couple times until we went out and put that furnace. That <laughs> I know, dude. I don't want a bird that big. Dude, Those things. Were but Tom was awesome. So when we went out to put that, um, put the chimney and everything over into that woman's house, uh, in in West Kentucky, she had, I mean, how many? I want to say at least a thousand chickens. I, there were so many chickens. There was like there was, and what's what amazed me. Is that she's like, oh, and that's Tom, and that's Billy, and that's Francois. Like, she literally knew the names of all of her chickens. I think it was thousands of them. And then she had uh, the one turkey named Tom, and he was huge, man. That was a gigantic turkey, but he was the most curious. Like, he was the one, no matter where we were, Tom was right there with us. Yeah. So that he was wanted to do all about my tools. Like, what's this guy got in his hand? Oh, yeah. Well, the turkey was cool. The chickens were cool. Um, and then uh, I tell you though, when that one chicken got run over, um, I mean, this this woman was like, she's hardcore, man. She walks over there, she picks up the the gooey roadkill. It's like I can't believe they killed my chicken. Like nothing, wasn't nothing to her. She most people would have been grossed out, man. She just walks right over there, and we don't know, Mimo, why did it cross the road? I have no I idea. Know. But that one, that that one didn't make it across the road. It did not end up very well. 
She no, said, and the guy ran off the road. You could see where his tire tracks had ran off the road. I don't know if he was trying to avoid the chicken or if he just ran off the road and hit the chicken yeah, at the same time. Wondering. Punky talks about, makes fun of Francois. What was funny, though, is that Francois actually had a story. She named it Francois because it reminded her of a snobby Frenchman. That's what she told me. She goes, I named that one Francois because he thinks it's better than everybody. It's like a snobby Frenchman. So I named him Francois. He was funny. The stories, man. <laughs> Smelly Frenchman. <laughs> so, uh, man, let's get into a little bit of news. I know you've been jumping up in joy. Woohoo, man. I was hoping so much that when I came on MSM Liars Thursday, we'd be talking about news. Right? I well, love it. Well, here we go, man. So I've been seeing a lot of this today, and we've been talking about this for a while, except I, I didn't see this one, because I'm seeing a lot of people talking about a Michelle Obama slash Nikki Haley ticket. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to come up with something for that. Oh, it's going to get so nasty. You know it's going to involve Big Mike. No, it is. It should be, it, it should be a, yeah, Mike and Nikki, because I'm not even... Hundred percent sure that Nikki's not a dude, but I, you know I question everything any longer. Life was so much more simple back in the day, man. Way back in the day, when right. your girls were girls, your guys were guys. Um, uh, I was Big Mike and his Nick. Was that Big Mike and his Nick? I know. Well, it's crazy though because we, you know, we talk about like the dating sites and stuff that are out there. You got to wonder if they've altered them. But there's like a, you know, um. I'm a liberal, I'm a conservative, you know, the important things now that just make your day go by a lot quicker when you're looking for dates. Um, right. But I came across this uh, TikTok today and this is a whole new level of complete crazy. So this woman goes, she, she meets somebody on Tinder or one of those dating sites and they were like, okay, well, let's meet up. Let's have dinner at the specific restaurant and so forth. So they had all their plans. The woman got dressed up. She drove over to this restaurant. She sat there. Guy was a no show. Sat there for like an hour. She's like, okay, well, apparently this guy's not coming. So I'm already here. I may as well eat. I mean, that's basically how I'd imagine it would go if, if anybody got stood up on a date. So she had her dinner. She went home, got on the Facebook, and came across a story that was exactly like her story um, where she met someone on Tinder. They suggested that they go out to a date at the same exact restaurant that this woman was at. Turns out that restaurants now are getting on these dating apps and they're they're ghosting people on purpose because they know that if someone goes and they get stood up, there's still a 9 out of 10% ch chance that they're going to stay and eat dinner. So restaurants now are going on dating sites, making profiles to ghost people on purpose just to make a little extra money. This is like a whole new level of rotten. You know what I'm saying? Like is is the money really worth that worth that because you're you're toying with someone's emotions you know and you don't know man because that one person could be on the verge of losing their complete mind <laughs> right. and, and and this is what pushes them over that limit you know yeah i'm gonna burn this place down then <laughs> i know and that was like and, and every time you think that you you've heard the worst you know because to me it's bad enough that that people ghost at all you know what I'm saying? Or play those games and, and catfish or whatever, all those, those, those new modern day terms of, uh, deceiving people. But then that's a whole nother level right there. You know, it's like, Oh, great. Now I got to worry about this too. Um, I suggest to people, um, you're probably better off dating the old fashioned way, like in person. Yeah. I would have a, uh, 
Call me old fashioned. I couldn't do the uh, online dating thing. No, no way. No way. And I'll tell you a great, I'll give you just some advice. Probably the best place you could meet a girl or a guy if you're looking in church. You know, Mm -hmm. so like I would probably suggest maybe, you know, skipping online dating and going to church because it's or a grocery store. There we go, Suski. Suski said it best or a grocery store or apparently, as I as I've also learned from TikTok, um, Home Depot is the place to go. <laughs> oh, that's where all the ladies are that's going. That's where to the find ladies go to meet the guys now, uh, apparently. Yeah, because they can't find any alpha males anywhere. No, so yeah, that's the, exactly Home Depot, Lowe's. So apparently, single men start off with church, um, work your way to a grocery store, end up in a Lowe's. You know what I'm saying? Just walk around, <laughs> and I guess random off girls that are just standing there scratching their head trying to find something and, and act like you know what you're doing you know what that tool is do you have a boyfriend yeah yeah exactly is that your pickup line <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you're in this section because i didn't come here for a hoe but um oh. sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry um <laughs> uh so gotta be followed with the uh who's that comedian rodney dangerfield oh yeah oh no that was uh who was that who am i think it was uh andrew dice clay andrew dice clay although i do love rodney dangerfield yeah he was a funny guy all right so we're gonna take another step into the weird zone um for all of you people like myself that absolutely love garlic and will put garlic on their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches i'm i'm kidding about that but i do love garlic i'll put it in pretty much everything garlic in a lot of stuff so american grocery stores are selling garlic that came from china that was grown in poop all right guys i'm just gonna play this clip for you real quick so you know i'm not kidding ask yourself a question why would china be dying garlic white hmm Is it because they think the consumer likes it nice and bright and pristine and white? Or is it because it's grown in raw human sewage and they need to change the color from black to white? I heard this on the news the other day and I just had to find out what the heck this is all about. And here's what I found. Apparently, this problem is so prevalent that a bill had to be introduced by Senator Rick Scott. Go check it out on Google for yourself and this is what you'll get. Today, Senator Rick Scott introduced the Stopping Eating Waste and Guarantee Excellence for Garlic Assurance and Regulatory Legislation to Inhibit Chinese Sewage Garlic Imports Act to ban the import of garlic from Communist China following reports that the garlic is grown in raw human sewage. Then, it's bleached and harvested in abhorrent conditions, often with slave labor. Senator Scott also released a public service announcement urging families to look out for Communist China's sewage garlic when grocery shopping. Get rid of sewage garlic. Man, no more sewage garlic for me. Man, I, what? How do we? Where are we, man? Like literally, I I find myself. You know, I'm, even Bob says Save a Lot sells China garlic. So fortunately, I haven't bought my garlic from from uh, Save a Lot yet, but I do get my meat from Save a Lot because they got really good deals. But now I go to grocery stores, and I carry a magnet so that I can put it against the meat to make sure that my meat doesn't have metals in it. Like shopping is a whole different world than when we were kids, and now we got to worry about poo garlic. And I and I, I'm gonna uh, Bob. We're uh, like I said, I got here too late to start our garden because we got here um, late summer, so we didn't have enough time to get everything in the ground, grow our seedlings and stuff. So our garden goes in come springtime. We're gonna have everything ready, set to go. So when spring arrives, we just start planting. And garlic is got a a huge chunk of my garden is gonna be garlic because I use garlic in a lot of stuff. Garlic, onions. So we've got like one area 
that were put in a gigantic um, vegetable and fruit garden. And then the other area that you've seen, it's in between our chicken coop and our greenhouse, um, or, or excuse me, and the shed, we're going to be putting the herb garden, which is just things that are, you know, we can take for medicines, healing and so forth. Nice. Yeah. I got my three, three beds out there. One of them's a bulb bed that I do my onions and garlic in. Oh, we have to start garlic in the fall. Well, dadgummit. I wish I had known that. Um, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have garlic by next spring. You can still plant it. It'll just be dormant. To yeah, that's fine. Right time. That's fine. Yeah, and we definitely need the potatoes. Potatoes is a biggie for me. Like I said, that, that's one of those things is uh, I can – it's amazing what you can make from potatoes. So my potatoes went crazy last year. My potatoes in Texas did not do good. It was kind of weird because uh, my CBD – and my potatoes ended up getting this uh, this white moldy leaves at the very top of it. So, and you know, so I had a couple of things growing. You know, this little um, Botrytis. The, the potato bags that you can purchase to you know grow stuff in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all of them turned out to where I had some kind of a white fungus on all of the leaves that came up from them. Um, put some. Uh, go to a uh, grow shop, and if you do the bags again. Mm -hmm. They sell these little round clay pellets, get clay pellets and put about two or three inches of clay pellets in the bottom of it. So it drains really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that even in my raised bed. I put rock underneath of my soil so that it drains really good. So those roots don't hold moisture as bad. Okay. Well, I'll get, well fortunately, we don't have to do the potato bags anymore. Now that we have our own property, I don't have to, you know, abide by HOA rules. So, um, in this case, now we're going to put them in the ground. We're going to oil, you know, cause we got a lot of clay, so we're going to build up. Um, you know, so it'll go That's into the clay, but it'll you know be built up. And the yeah. cow tank, uh, I have found metal um, in meat at uh, Walmart. So, um, yeah, when I was at Walmart last time, I was over there. I put uh, I put my magnet to the ground beef, and the magnet actually stuck to the ground beef. So, nice. so Walmart is where I have found metals in the meat so far. Um, fortunately, not yet at Save a Lot, but who knows at that point. Because I haven't found a way to grow meat yet. But once I get my coos, see, but, I'm, but they're not eating coos. <laughs> right. Well, there was 100 and, 164,000 deer taken in Kentucky this season, this hunting season. Oh, really? That yeah, and that barely scratches the surface. Oh, no. Nah, no, nah, we, we, uh, I told you I lived on an island called Block Island in Rhode Island for years. Um, 1,800 deer. And 500 people that lived there during the wintertime. So there was more deer than people, um, which also means that it had one of the highest uh, Lyme disease um, in the country. Actually, it was the highest Lyme disease because per capita, there's more deer. Um, so this is before I, before I was smart enough not to know to go get tested and stuff by the government. So I actually um, needed some money. So I, I put myself on one of the scientific experiments where they were giving you Lyme disease, um, like a small dose of it, homeopathy in order to, uh, keep you from getting Lyme disease. Cause I was a mountain biker on that Island. So I was the perfect candidate for that because I was right where the, all, all of the, the ticks are nonstop. Um, I've never, walked, was that, I was hiking in North Carolina once and, uh, I walked through a nest of those deer ticks. I had to pick like 40 of them things off of me. Yeah, we, we used to, um, whenever we would get done, because like I said, we, we surfed and we mountain bike. So we would mountain bike um, a 16-mile uh, trail in the morning, and then we would reverse that trail in the evening. 
and then we would surf during the day. But we would always have to go home. We called them the tickety check. <laughs> You'd always yeah. have to go home and do your ticky checks. But uh, I never things are so small. Oh, they're those the, the deer ticks are tiny. They are tiny, they're like super like super tiny, a little bit bigger than a flea. Yeah, yeah, they're they're little, but uh, like I said, I I, I haven't gotten Lyme disease, so uh, I don't know if it's because um of the research that they were doing on me by giving me uh, a little tiny bit of Lyme disease or if I was just lucky and never got it. But one of my friends got Lyme disease and that was pretty horrible. Yeah. Or you got bit enough to where your body was resistant to it. Was that? You got bit enough to where your body was resistant that to it. Very well may have been it too, because uh, I was one of those persons that spent a lot of time um, in the woods. Some people just won't get it. I mean, just like anything else, some people just don't get it. Well, it was like the time that I got bit on the butt by the brown recluse. You know, you're um, lucky that didn't go necrotic on you. Oh no, everybody was freaking out because they thought it was going to go necro, but yeah. um, it didn't. I gave everybody the a show they never wanted to see, um, because I was a roofer. So I pulled the old roof off, and those stupid little brown recluse crawled right up my shorts, oh, and then yeah. bit me on the butt. So just like every courageous man does i ripped off all my clothes ran down the ladder as quick as i could screaming like a little girl well yeah it's a spider <laughs> exactly i'm like literally tossing clothes off as i'm running down the ladder i'm like in my underwear running around this apartment complex like ah you know screaming like a little girl um <laughs> yeah i know i should have worn long pants and boots jilly um hindsight well, but it was in florida so it was like super, it's so super hard high. to roof yeah. a house with long pants and boots yeah, exactly so it was and it was dead summer but um i'll tell you man uh i i have never felt <laughs> i didn't feel very manly that day i'll just leave it at that but fortunately um it left a little mark on my butt um but it never like ate the skin or anything like that so once again um, my body may have had an immunity to that particular type of uh not even a poison it's a um it's more like an acid because it kind of like it's nasty it, it's like, nasty yeah it's pretty it's pretty gross but um yeah fortunately like i said it didn't do too bad but i will never forget that day and i don't think anybody that was there with me will ever forget that day too like i said running around in my underwear screaming like a little girl like i didn't think uh, i could reach that level that pitch of squeal <laughs> it's too bad we didn't have cameras back then i'm thankful that we didn't have cameras <laughs> back. yeah it's a necrotoxin thank you um, true patriot. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't have phones in. That was the great thing about growing up when we did, because our stupid stuff, oh, there's nothing but stories leaving people's lips. You, you don't have proof that it actually happened. But today, you can't do anything without somebody getting that on tape. Right. All right. It so, was a good time. So, um, oh, 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 and here we go. This right here just, just made me mad. Every now and then, I'm like, why do I put myself to this kind of torture? I'm going to play this little clip and then I'll read this. This is from the Vigilant Fox. You guys, I know, I know you guys were like, man, I hope when we come to Kilt the Christian tonight that we get to hear a clip of, of Romney. Well, I, I'm here for you guys. So I've got a clip of Romney for you. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you think this is what he wants? The issue, Donald Trump, this is why he's doing oh, I, I think, I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. But the, but the reality is that, that uh, we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of uh, what's happening at the border. 
uh, and someone running for president ought to try and get the, the, you know, the problem solved. As a- okay, so that's enough of him. And I'm just going to go ahead and read this to you because I just wanted you to hear it out of the, uh, the lying hag's mouth. So Mitt Romney is blaming Trump, not Biden, for the invasion at the southern border. He claims that Trump does not want to secure the border so that he can use this as political ammo against Biden. So, and he says, quote, I think the border is a very important issue for Donald Trump. The fact that he would communicate to Republican senators and congresspeople that he does not want to solve the border problem because he wants to blame Biden for it is really appalling. So, first off, I don't ever remember Trump saying that. Second of all, I'm pretty sure that Trump was pretty adamant about building the wall and the people that were coming over our border during the Trump administration was nothing compared to what we even saw in the first three months of when Biden came in. Um, Everything about that was like straight up a lie. Mitt it Romney, absolutely was, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I listened to it and I'm like, what? So, and, and the thing is, though, is that there's people out there that are going to believe that. There's people out there that are going to buy and be like, yeah, I can't believe Trump's doing that. When Trump has done, li- Trump literally came out today and said, thank you so much for all of the states governors that are backing texas and i implore the rest of you to please join this group and all stand behind texas so we can stop this immigration problem that doesn't sound like something from a guy that wants to keep this immigration problem going and i don't remember anything remotely what romney just said being anything that, that trump has ever said nothing at all nothing at all no he's uh biden's right on par with our governor Oh, speaking of our governor, let's 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 rag on him for a little bit. So we've got a a Democrat governor it was Brashear, right? Yep, Brashear. So this guy is he's a Democrat. I, I guess that's I don't even I don't do I don't need to follow it up with any nasty words, man. He's a Democrat, and all of these I think we're up to twenty three states right now that have joined support of Texas. Even to the point where I think some of them are willing to send their own National Guard down. He did. He won by fraud, Matt and Heavy. You're 100% correct. And we were talking about that earlier. Um, So he is is 26 now, Bob says, which is good. But I'm still waiting for Kentucky. Of course, Tennessee was one that that jumped in there. So good for them. Um, There was a couple of states that jumped in for support of Texas. I was surprised happened before Kentucky. Um, And then meanwhile, um, North Carolina, they're still – um a wall so nope. um this is insane so right now it's it's pretty much like 50 50. this is like civil war stuff right here 50 percent of the state supporting it 50 percent not um where is this going and we're going to talk about this a little bit more um where is this going it, to me it, it honestly and i'm seeing a lot more people that are saying this exact same thing is that they are pushing to get us into a civil war Right. Which if you look back in history at the first civil war, that's real interesting where our state is right now, because it was in a a very similar place during the first civil war and we didn't end up backing either side. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty interesting because that may happen again, where the people and the Senate and house are all backing Texas, but the governor himself isn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, it's there, there's no question that this is getting crazier and crazier. Like I said, because it was last night, it was just Oklahoma. And then tonight, or today we get up, when I got up, it was 17 states. Um, You know, now it's it's upwards of 26, um, which is good that they're more coming on. But like I said, this is going to come to a head at some point. 
You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, not to mention, uh, so I was digging in a little bit further into the Supreme Court decision, and the Supreme Court never told Texas to remove razor wire, but they told the feds that they could. So it, it's kind of, but I don't know, it's puts kind of a, odds with each other. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. Is it puts both sides at odds with each other because one side gets to do what they were already doing. The other side now has permission to remove what the other side's doing, but he didn't tell the other side that they couldn't stop the other side from doing what they were doing. So it gets a little bit confusing and complicated. Um, and so, legally speaking, Texas has the right to keep it there and to fight off the people trying to remove it. No, absolutely. Even federal Constitu government. Constitutionally. Um, they, they, okay. he, he literally, in, in the letter that he wrote um, to the feds or to the government yesterday, Abbott, he literally included the uh, section um, that said that no state's allowed to go to war unless they are and being invaded, which is exactly what's happening right now. So we have the right to do so, um, which is why a lot of these other states are coming out and joining them. So, and C.L. Klein mentioned a couple of states or that, that didn't involve like Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, like none of them are on that list. Um, right. I was kind of surprised. I think it was, it was a New Hampshire. I think it was New Hampshire. There was a couple well, of, like I said, there was a couple of the states and I was like, whoa. Didn't expect New Hampshire is one of two that have banned chemtrails. Yeah, exactly. And along with Texas. injections and, um, I mean, any kind of directed energy or weather manipulation they banned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, True Patriot says DeSwine is a uniparty weffer too. So I, I, I kind of expected that. Um, I don't, I just, for some reason, I wasn't expecting it here because I do know that we've got a Democrat governor, but I also know that the rest of our state's pretty pretty darn Republican or conservative. Yeah. 80%. Um, yeah. Like 80%. We know that he got in there, um, through rigging, you know? So, um, I would just wish it was easier to get rid of these idiots. The problem though, is that it's just an everlasting fight. You're like, well, can you give me proof that this happened? And then you bring the proof and you're like, well, that's not good enough proof. And, and then they right. don't need proof. And yeah, it's just, it's just, and, and, you know, Nathan and I talk about this all the time. We always have these conversations about, you know, the, the what should we do? The what should we step up and start doing um, to preserve and save our country? And, you know, we both agree that we'd love to do this lawfully. Um, you know, he's like, well, we need to reach out to the congressmen, the governors, and so forth. And, and my response always is like, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And it, it just nothing ever seems to get anywhere. And I agree with um, Moonwolf 100%. Like, that's how it should be done. It should be done lawfully. Um but our government could care less about the law, could care less about our constitution. So all of us people that are trying to do things the right way and not escalate into violence and do this passively through information, it just never gets anywhere. But and the, the reason is is because we can't unify. No. And 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 we're starting to. Um, it it takes the unification and the organization before you can take action. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you just can't you can't go into battle. You can't go into business. You can't go into any kind of situation unless you have the organization planned out and the people in place to do it first. And you're 100 percent right. And the thing is, though, is that, you know, we are unifying. There's no question about that. Um, if you avoid mainstream media, you don't have a question about that because we see um, every ethnicity come around supporting Trump that they're tired, they're, they're waking up to what's happening. They're seeing the corruption and the world government, our government here, people are coming around. But the news is constantly trying to tell everybody 
that we are a minority still and the majority of the country supports these progressive ideas and, and supports Biden. Um, so as long as the media keeps on doing this, but fortunately we're also seeing examples that we talked about last night, loads and loads of mainstream media, talking head media, newspaper media, magazine media are laying people off. I'm talking in masses. I mean, major because people they're done with the news. They, they get their news now from podcasts. They get their news now from um, social media because at least they have the opportunity. Because here's the thing is true media, not legacy, but like legit true media. Their job isn't to do anything more than give us the facts. That's it. Their, their, their job's not to persuade us one way or the other. It's not to give their opinion. Media's job is to give us the facts. This is what happened. They don't do that any longer. No. You know, um, all, th- their whole job is propaganda, gaslighting, and persuasion. Well, and ever since Obama let the uh, Smith, uh, like Smith I, yeah, the Smith Moon Act. That's it. Yeah. Um, ever since that expired in 2012, we can't expect them to do so. And that's part of the problem is people still expected them to do so after that. After that expired. Yeah. And as soon as that expired, everybody should have went, no, we can't listen to this anymore. You know, um, but I see because part of me, because Trump, Trump could have done something about that, but he didn't. That was one of the one of that was one of the beefs that I had with Trump. Um, And like I said, you know, any we should all be willing and ready to call people out for when they're doing things wrong. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much you love somebody, you should be ready to call them out. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just. You can't put all your 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 blind faith. You know, Jay Wu and I discussed this earlier. Um, you know about how we trust Christ, but there's no one here that we can that we will even remotely come to putting faith in on this earth because they're just they're waiting to deceive you. We're being deceived from so many levels, and they're get, they're really good at it, even to the point where they're pretending like you're on your side. So it's it's impossible now to tell who's good and who's bad. You know, so. Um, we need to clear all this out. That was one thing I said that Trump bummed me because he, he he could have changed that Smith moved that because it wasn't an executive order, um, but he did right. it. But then at the same time is how do people become aware at how deceptive our media is unless they're being force fed it? You know, so at this point, unlike any other time in our history, we're getting a chance to see these things juxtaposed. So we see what they're saying about it on the news. We're seeing what they're saying about it in reality. And now we have a contrast that we can compare these things to to see that they're literally lying. Um, so maybe the people needed to see the deception for themselves because we've always blindly followed what the news said. The news is here for us to give us the news. That's it, right? Um, but people are finally starting to see past that. So maybe this is something that had to happen. Well, even though he didn't reinstitute that executive order, he blatantly called them out. To oh, he, their face on the stage stop. multiple times. Fake news, fake news media. That's where that. That's where he he coined that term. Right. I mean, it was it was very obvious if you watched and paid paid attention that they were lying. That they were they were just blowing smoke the entire time. Yeah. Because like I guess it's all about propaganda. It's all about gaslighting right now. Um. So next, uh, and here we go again. Wall Street Journal suggests that Haley should stay in the race because Trump could be assassinated. Who suggested this? Wall Street Journal. See, these aren't, these aren't like, you know, um, could be 
you know, articles like the, the, these are literally like wishful thinking for these people. They're, they're not putting it out there to be like, well, this is something that we should be worried about. It's more like, Hey, somebody do it. That's what these articles are really about. It is. And they just, they, they cannot and will not let him win. Oh no, they can't. They, can't, they know what's going to happen if he does. And so if that means like we've said before, if that means burning it all down, when that time comes before that election happens, they'll do it. Oh, they absolutely will. And like I said, is uh, we, we won't hit that election period. It won't get to that. Um, <clears throat> they're going to keep pushing our buttons one way or the other. And they're either, they're, something's going to happen. They're either. Well, they're, I think that's why they've got 6.2 million illegals in it, this country since he took office. Yeah. The, I was reading today that um, there's more illegals have come in, in the last three years than the population of like 20 states. Oh, by far our state. Yeah. It outnumbers our state by two million people. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, I, I would assume that most of them have been located in city centers across the country. And that when they decide to pull that trigger, we're not going to be able to communicate with each other. Internet will be down. That that will go down at that point, I think. Well, I will communicate with my boom boom stick. With my boom stick, man. Right. I don't think they'll have any questions as to what I'm saying at that point. Because like I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready. We, we discussed this earlier on via phone. I'm ready. You know, they can bring whatever they want to. I'm ready to do whatever, whatever it takes to, you know, most importantly, protect our, our religion. Cause they're going to come after that hardcore. It's going to start with our country's freedoms and then eventually move on into that. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep them from doing all of it to begin with, because you know, darn well, the Bible at some point, it's going to be guns, Bibles. Right. And make sure you know your neighbors. Yeah. Get to know your neighbors rather well. Um, this is just one example of many examples here in our country. So the Denver hospital system is turning away local residents because it's flooded with migrant visits. It's also possibly about to shut down the entire hospital because all of they're, they're not getting any money from all of the work that they're doing on the immigrants that are coming in here. Of so course they're not. Yeah. So this whole hospital may shut down. Meanwhile, citizens of our very own country, um, aren't able to go into the health system because there's not enough room for them because they're taking care of all the illegals that are coming in here that we don't want here. So, and this is just one hospital. This is, there's multiple um, examples of this around our country right now. I'm sure there is. I, I would say it's a good place to look and see is your local city hospital. Just look in the waiting room, see the, uh, see what the numbers are. See how many are Americans. Not exactly. Exactly. So we got um, Biden suing to keep our border open to aid the invasion is a clear act of treason against our nation. That's from Jack Posobiec. Um, and then Laura Logan's reply was, this is correct. So why do we not have emergency action from the Republican-led House? And that's well, the question. Many, that's the question of the day. I mean, how many times has he committed acts of treason so far? Oh, I've I, so much that I've lost count. Right. So to expect action from within is and it's just foolish at this point well but it, we still need to ask this question non-stop you know what i'm saying until, right. until it gets oh, it through, needs to be out there brought to attention at all times yeah until it gets into people's heads you know um we need our republican people to do something to, to step up and do something i'm tired of it even even johnson he gets out there and he's like it's all exactly it's all a game bob they they get up there they they talk a big game we need to fix this, you know? I mean, it was kind of like what I played for Ted Cruz yesterday. 
or, you know, by Ted Cruz yesterday where he was talking about the border. And it's like, right. great. I love so much. I love what you guys have to say, but do something less, less splatter, less chatter, more splatter. Let's, let's get something done. Exactly. It's Kabuki theater, Jilly, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, they were buying Nikki Haley or they Nikki Haley. They were buying Carrie Lake off before she was even in office. Yeah, they, they were. And, and, you know, so um, Jay Wu and I had this discussion earlier and, and see, this is the problem that we're having. This is why I pray for discernment as much as I pray for anything. Um, is that, how do we know that that's not a scam? Right. You I mean, she did say that she was the one that, that, that the tape was genuine. I heard her say that. She, she admitted but. the tape was genuine and I will give her that. Um, I love the fact that she said, you'll have to kill me before I drop out. Um, that's awesome. Um, and the guy that, that the did this man. admitted to it and he resigned, which also, you know, um, but like I said, I mean, if you're playing a game of absolute deception, you would cover all those bases. You know what I'm saying? Right? So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. The problem is that everything exactly, Jay Wu, there's so much right. psyop going on right now. And it, I don't care how smart you are. There's a reason they call it a psyop. You know what I'm saying? Because even when you think you, you understand it, do you really? I mean, I think a lot of us in this chat and, and here are pretty smart people. And I know there's been multiple times where I've been way wrong on what I thought was happening. This happening. Oh, me too. Me too. And I've, I'm pretty like good. Way at, wrong. I'm pretty good at, at understanding things. Like I said, as you look at it from both ways, you deduct who gets the most out of this and so forth. But these things are, are crazy. And like I said, um, Matt and have, um, not all right. psyops are bad. I agree with that 100%. That's one thing about psychological operations is that people assume that they're all bad, but they're not. I mean, you know, if Q is a great example of something that could possibly have been a good psyop, something that just woke a lot of people up. And I'm not saying I don't trust Carrie Lake. I'm just saying that it's becoming more and more difficult to know who to trust um, other than Christ and God. You know, that's kind of my limit um, as far as like people in office go. I trust God. I don't trust people in office. I trust you guys here, um, you know, which is why I'm more excited about the no names that I'm hearing running for Congress, running for Senate. You know what I'm saying? Because the no names are who we need right now. If you haven't heard their name, chances are they haven't done much, you know, to for the deep state or anything like that. So we'll, we'll see. And I, I still think we need to destroy the party system right along with the temple. All of it needs to be brought down and rebuilt. I agree with that. But, but no party system. We can do our research and, and look into the people. We don't need a party. So uh, this is Dr. C-I-E-T-17. The Civil War gaslighting onto MAGA by the media is detestable and despicable. Let the record stand. We will not be the ones starting a civil war. But if there is one, I can assure you, we will be the ones who end the civil war. We do not want war. Violence is absolutely unnecessary. We the people are not the enemies of we the people. Peace right. through strength, war of information, not violence. But we must be ready to end it if it comes. And and I loved how he put that in here, is that we're not the ones wanting to start a civil war, but we will certainly end a civil war. Because I can promise you, um, the last thing on this earth that I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of a three-toed sloth more than I'm afraid of a homosexual, transgender, tutu-wearing, gun-toting fool. I am not afraid of any of it, and I will not let my kids grow up in a shithole. No. 
And I'll that, be is, gonna... it is that simple. There is nothing that is going to deter me from that goal. Yeah. And it is, and, and True Patriot says revolutionary war. And it's what ultimately what it will be. Because like I said, if it's us against the immigrants, it wouldn't technically be a civil war. And, no, uh, we'd be fighting off invaders. No, and I will die on this hill as I'm laughing at those tutu-wearing transgender liberal warriors screaming their, like, gay war cries. It sounds something like, or <laughs> I think that's what their war cry is. The hard right. part for me would not be laughing at these guys that are trying to come after us. But like, seriously, dude, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely not them we have to worry about. It's no. the unknown illegals. It's it's the unknowns. It's the ones that have been trained that are coming over here. Um, like the guy that got busted or that was asked and interviewed and were like, well, who are you? Where'd you come from? He's like, oh, you'll know exactly who we are. I mean, and this guy ended up being some like terrorist um, gun or weapons, high weapons runner or something <laughs> like that, you know? So the question is, is how many more of him are already in this country? And they let right. him in. It's not like they kept this dude out. Right. They let this guy in too. Um, so here we go. This is uh, the new power of the future poll. So this is bad news for Biden in the new in the blue New Mexico. So in New Mexico, 57% of New Mexicans disapprove of Biden. 63% disapprove or, or disapproval amongst the Hispanic voters. 59% disapprove of the forced um, electric vehicle mandates. So make no mistake about it, voters are rejecting Biden's green agenda, even in the blue states. Yeah, and and I've said this before. I think they, which is why I think we have so many people coming from the Mideast now. I think they massively underestimated the conservative nature of Hispanic cultures. Yeah, they they did. I think, um, and I think a lot of the immigrants that even came over here, um aren't going to end up voting for Biden in the long run. Right. You know, um, I don't think they should be voting period. I don't, I mean, I don't look, I don't even want immigrants that aren't part of our country. I wouldn't even want them voting for Trump. They've no, got no, no right voting period. You know what I'm saying? Let's be fair. And we got to be fair both ways. And, uh, you know, so, so zero become a citizen of our country. Like many, many, many people have over the decades of this country. Um, but I mean, ultimately, like I said, we won't end up in an election. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there will not be a 2024 election. I think we all pretty much agree on this at this point. I think um, we've been saying it for almost a year and a half now. Yeah. Ever since 2022 midterms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because who trusts the vote at this point anyways either? So, right. So I played a clip last night of, of Joe Biden and, and the word that I couldn't translate. Apparently, we're going to teach Trump a lesson don't you dare I think it was something like that I think it was a little mumble in there too um yeah martial law is coming Bob I can that's pretty much on the docket and then paper ballots only 100% agreed true patriot so if there's any translators I mean we've got some people in here that speak German we may have some people in here to speak Latin we may have some people in here to speak Spanish but I don't think there's anybody in here that can translate Joe Biden and if you can let me know what he's saying right here in this clip Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is the final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Okay, so there was some laughing that went on. And hey, I, Red Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I don't know what the heck he was talking about, but 
Yeah, I see Trim Page. That was my first thought. I was like, I'm wondering if he sampled the beer. Right? I don't know if he sampled or not, but I literally couldn't understand maybe four or five words of what he just mumbled right here. Um, this is horrible. This is literally the they were just accusing Trump of not being mentally capable of being president because he accidentally said Nancy Pelosi instead of Nikki Haley in one little sentence that he said. This guy right here, I've got two days in a row where I'm going to play this again, just so you guys, two days in a row of like this. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's And I have a feeling that was either a laugh track or the people were laughing because they felt sorry for him. Because I don't, I didn't hear a joke in there. No. I mean, I think laughter is a great way to mock these people. Just laugh at them. They hate it. They have so much ego and so much narcissism. When you laugh at them, it tears them up. I don't know about him. He's probably like, yeah, I did say something funny. You know, <laughs> he's like a little kid. Um, right. You know, uh, C.L. Klein says maybe Whitmer gave him a drink of the Detroit water. That's a good possibility. I think Whitmer's been drinking that Detroit water, too. I saw, like, probably the most embarrassing campaign. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of... um government commercial they put up where she was talking to a potato have you seen that one yet i have not yeah it was it was awkward um it seemed like something that you would play you know for kindergarten kids to see or something but it wasn't it was for adults and it was had something to do with uh um your first two years of community college being free or something but it was like this really weird sketch where they were um had the the filters on where they were talking potatoes that is so yeah, weird. And, uh, so it was weird. very weird and, and and pretty awkward. So, all right, guys, this is it. And I told you we were going to come to our red line eventually. I told you it was coming. So what is the world's red line? Here it is. There will be mm. riots in the streets if they try to take away people's coffee. Davos elites went out and said that coffee contributes to climate change. And we need to do something about that. Look, you want a civil war? You want a World War Three? Take people's coffee away for a couple of days. Let's see how that turns out. Because I can promise you right now, um, I'm not gonna. I don't. There's. I don't think I could do enough praying to God at that point to calm me down and keep me from throwing rocks if you take away my coffee. I'll be on my knees like for for a week straight. Like God, please give me the will not to go bombarding people with swords and rocks they took away my coffee um yeah and then you're talking construction workers roofers framers electricians like, plumbers yeah we were talking and so before, at, at the beginning of the show you said that this could be worse than um alcohol prohibition it could be and i said the same thing it's like not everyone drinks alcohol but like three quarters of the world drinks coffee so if you go and you take that away, man, you want to see some, you want to, you want to start a war, take away people's coffee. You, you know what? Like, it's like, Hey, you guys can do what you want to. You can take away my Bibles. You can remove prayers from school, but don't you dare take away my coffee. This is a weird world that we live in right now. I was totally kidding about the rest of that stuff. But, um, but I mean, of all the stuff that they have put us through over the last six years, this is going to be everybody's red line. Exactly, Jilly. This is the Boston Tea Party right here, only coffee. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Nope. 
So I would highly suggest against this. If you guys are listening out there, uh, Weth, Who, and all you other um, evil, tyrannical organizations around the world, yeah, I wouldn't suggest taking away coffees. You you are probably going to get less pushback if you offer to take away people's guns and coffee. It would be that would be rough. Yeah, it would be rough. As a matter of fact, like if you come for my guns or my Bible or my coffee, you're going to be met with my gun. There we go. I said it. Oh, students and their lattes. Yeah, yeah. Starbucks out of business. See, and that's another one too. Exactly. Like now, you're even going to be pissing off the liberals, man. All the the hippies out there, because uh, even the libs love their coffee. As a matter of fact, like they all love their Starbucks. We'll pay six bucks a coffee for a coffee. <laughs> okay, Ezreal, I'm just going to be honest with you. I would be okay if they took away the pumpkin spice. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to say it here. I hope I didn't offend anybody with that. Um, I would be okay with them removing the pumpkin or the pumpkin spice, but don't you touch my coffee. I know Sue, he's like, no. Did I say that right. correctly? No. And you, my echo. <laughs> Yeah, Spart Starbucks won't speak out. Starbucks, they'll, they'll do it. They'll just go under. They'll be like, all right, we're out of business. <laughs> I'm not going to fight back. Um, sure the, uh, I'm sure the executives at Starbucks will be well confiscated. Oh, no, I'm sure that they will be very well compensated. I enjoy, exactly. Bimo, you said it perfectly. I enjoy my coffee. I love my Jesus. Exactly. See, that's one thing. I just don't want to be put into the predicament of having to pray to Jesus to take these evil people out because they took my coffee. They just, it wouldn't work right. Be like, Jesus, I love you, but these people took my coffee and I know you want me to pray for our enemies, but I just can't do that right now. They took my coffee. Well, I want to hear the science of of what they're claiming anyways, because... Oh, well, um, I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't find the actual article. I found the clippings and then I found another person talking about it. Um, but I'm assuming... The uh, I'm assuming coffee passes gas, and that's the problem because it breathes CO2, of course, yeah, just like our home gardens exactly. breathe CO2. And, and this world doesn't need any more CO2 because it does absolutely nothing for, for us. I'm no, totally it, being sarcastic. <laughs> we we kind of need it, it's just insane, right? Right, yeah. CO2 isn't necessity for life or anything like that, so. Yeah, cough farts. There we go, Punky. Punky's always Air Force. Cough farts. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> C-O-F-F-A-R-T-S for those of you guys that couldn't understand what I said. And that's perfect. So this is Tim Cast. So Tim Cast, a strong statement when discussing this current rising political tension between Texas and the federal government over the southern border. And this is uh, Craig Abbott uses the supreme law of Texas to give soldiers power over Biden. I'm going to play just a part of this aligned itself with the far left. They have weaponized the DOJ against Trump supporters. While several years ago, we saw far left extremists attacking Trump supporters in the street. We are now seeing the federal government seeking to destroy the lives of Trump supporters. We learned that they were spying on individuals bank accounts for buying the Bible, for purchasing certain items, specifically targeting the right. Now, I know, I know. The federal government had targeted the Tea Party with the IRS a long time ago, and these things have been happening. But we're now at the point where the Biden administration is aligned, has provided financial resources to far left extremists, and now are aligned with the communists, I'm not mincing words, who are advocating for the destruction of the southern border. Regular Americans and the American voter base are not for this. Where are we now? A state has asserted sovereignty, has asserted supremacy over an international border. 
Now, the Constitution actually does give the jurisdiction to the federal government on international issues. But for this, it must protect states from invasion. The Biden administration is actively facilitating the invasion. Agents of the Customs and Border Protection Agency are engaged in one of the largest human smuggling operations we have ever seen. Mm -hmm. With smiles on their faces, these CBP agents are committing egregious crimes against humanity. Now, it's funny, True Patriot. You're literally saying exactly what I was about to say. He's like the non-Jewish Ben Shapiro. He's like, like he, he sounds like he drank some like double caffeinated espresso before he Which starts I doing gotta, the show. I got to give Tim some props. He's come a long way since five years ago. No, he has. He's come a long way, and I, I do give him credit for that. But it is funny because I actually like him um, where I'm not a fan of Shapiro at all. But he does right. sound like that. He's like, blah, 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 blah. this guy talks like he just slammed like five espressos and then just ran on and did the show. Um, well, he had uh, Ben Davidson on the other day, and it was great. Oh, no. no what I'm saying is he's he's come a long way. He started from nothing, worked his way in, um, and is one of the people that a lot of people really kind of watch out to because he's more level-headed, I think, than a lot of the guys that are out there. Don't get me wrong. I love Dilly, um, but Dilly is more aggressive. At least right. he's not real aggressive. He's just more about the news where those guys are about, like, getting the business, which I appreciate, too. You know, it's it's a different level of this war that we're in. Um, but as far as Tim goes, I can take Tim more seriously. Well, I stopped following him years ago because I thought he was a fence sitter. And I would still say years ago, he was a fence sitter. He wouldn't say anything to offend anybody. He would, he would scratch the surface of things, but he wouldn't get into it. Yeah. And I think he still is sometimes on that, on the fence a few times, but, uh, he's definitely coming around. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say I, what the comedian said the other day, he goes, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but I will. <laughs> but I will. Um, you know, and I got to agree. So we, we've got a lot going on here. And, you know, Biden right now is in a lose-lose situation. He's literally been checkmate, you know, in, in this game that we're playing right now. Because I said last night, now that he's done all this, yeah, Brendan Dilly, Bobby is still around. He, they, they've got the Dilly, um, the Brendan Dilly meme team right now. Um, I know that... Uh, um, a lot of people, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big group of people right now, but they're still around. Um, so we, we got a lot going on. We got, you know, wars are going to be worried about. We got to stop what's going on um, with this invasion right now. They're trying to push it. Biden's in a lose-lose situation. If he doesn't do anything, he looks weak. If he does something, he's publicly looking like he's, he's helping this invasion come across our border right now. So they made a huge, I don't know if it was a mistake. Once again, I go back and forth on the white hat, black hat thing. Cause I'm like, these people aren't this stupid to keep making these huge mistakes. And I understand when you get desperate, you make mistakes, but this yeah. is like, but, but even mistakes, you don't put yourself into like lose, lose situations. If you're smart, they keep, I mean, the truth keeps exposed. The, the, the lies keep being exposed. The truth keeps um, surfacing more and more. Um, half the time I wonder like, is this really a movie that we're watching? Are they really putting them in the position in order to wake people up? Because like I said, this this is not going to work out in any good way for this administration at what's going on in Texas. No. And uh, what have they done that's can actually be said good to the people? I mean, they haven't done anything good. Oh, no, no. And, and True Patriot says, man, it's hard not to go back to the Q poo. I visit the Q poo stuff every single day. Um, I still look at the uh, Q drops daily to see what lines up with the, the time 
that we're on and so forth. And Q's been more right than any mainstream media. Like, they're still hitting it. I'm still not seeing any fruits being bared of arrest or so forth. We still may be waiting for that. But um, every day something happens, and I'm like, okay, these people aren't that dumb. They can't be this stupid to make these big mistakes, yet they are. Right. And Jay Wu says it right. They've either overplayed their hand or they've played their hand perfectly. Ah, the question that would See, love to be answered. I know. Discernment, 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 discernment. Like It's like my my top prayer right now. It's like, God, please let me be able to see and understand. Um, so, And this is sad too, man. A 19-year-old dies immediately following the flu shot. Brain swelling, coma, death, all within 24 hours. And look at this. The doctors are baffled. I'm not baffled. I've gone have a medical degree. And I'm not baffled the slight bit. Huh? It was the flu shot, but, yeah, the flu vaccine, but we yeah. all know that they're putting the MRNA and, and, uh, and this other stuff into the flu shot. We, um, there was a time like back in the day years ago where I, where I did, I would get a flu shot every couple of years. And it was because I was working at arenas, you know, I was working for the Spurs arena and the stars arena. So you, you, you're, you're around like 30 to 40,000 people, you know what I'm saying? Depending on how big these games are. So to me, it just made sense you know, to get the flu shot. Um, but that was years ago. Fortunately, um, it was before the COVID um, vaccination came out that I had even stopped doing that. Now you will, it's, I will literally, if I ever have to go into the hospital with like a broken leg, rupturing appendix or, or something, I'm literally going to walk in there with a letter to make them sign. Like, do not give me this. Don't put this in my eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, you almost feel like you got to cover right. your own butt now. You'd be your own lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should cover your butt beforehand if if you can do so, that's for sure. Not exactly. You know, um, True Patriot says they're putting MRN in food and green now, and they are. They're, and they're, they're putting this stuff down the chemtrails, destroying what we have. And you've got literally companies that are out there making uh, aluminum and barium and, you know, proof seeds that'll grow regards to that. So, you, I mean, they're literally creating more poison to cover up the poison that they're already poisoning you with. And now they're more than likely putting all of this other stuff into the regular vaccines, which people have been taking all along. Flu included. Right. Yeah, no way. Not me. I, I, will, I would rather die at this point than, than I'd rather die on, on my own merit than have somebody kill me at this point. Right. Now I've had tetanus shots. I've never had a flu shot. Yeah, I've had the tetanus too. But uh, you know, but like I said, the flu shot, no way. No way. And like I said, is um no matter what, anything they put in intravenously, any sub Q, anything anymore, they're gonna sign something promising me there's no MRNA, no scientific breakthrough, none of this stuff. You know, and and chances are I'm gonna deny anything they try to give me anyways. Well, I wouldn't let them yeah, that's why. That's one of the reasons I wouldn't let them sedate me for my surgery. No, I literally because I used to be an organ donor, and I um, last time I went in, um, yeah, this is in Texas. I got my organ donor removed because yeah. people look at your organ donor thing now, and they're like, "Oh, cool." So just think about this: we're in a corrupt world right now. You get into a car crash, and you're like, "Oh man, this guy's got a kidney and a heart that we can give." Like, are they if they can make money off of your organs and they will. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to take that chance anymore. So I encouraged everyone in my family to remove themselves from the organ donor list too, just so they're not ever put into that predicament. I don't trust the medical field 
at whatsoever any longer. Even to the point where it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me that they would let you die to, to sell your organs. Which uh, it's interesting. Me and my son were talking about this yesterday because as we were driving down the highway, there was a guy standing out in the rain putting up a sign. And we were, you know, he was even like, "Man, it's pouring down rain. What's this guy putting the sign up for?" And it was a sign for him needing a kidney. Yeah. And there's more and more. I see more and more of uh, signs in people's yards of people needing kidneys now. Kidneys, the cancer rates have gone up. Prostate. How many famous people are getting prostate surgery over the last like week or two? You know, I'm talking even our, our defense secretary all the way to the king of England. Right. They're all getting, like I said, so there, there's something going on. And my mom always asking some pretty good question. I agree with her. She's like, well, you know, if they're dumping the poisons on us, you know, aren't they technically dumping the poison on themselves too? And the answer yeah. is, yeah, they are. The big difference is that they've got the antidote for the poison. We don't get the privilege of the antidote. We just get to die slowly. And maybe that's what a lot of the bribing is now. now in the black, yeah, you know. I, we got this antidote. You don't have to take it, but in 10 years, you're going to be dead. No, nah, exactly. exactly. And your family's going to be dead. So you might want to come on and play ball. So you don't have to find yourself in that situation. Yeah. Like I said, this, you know, I'm just going to say Mimo, she says they need to go. And yes, they do need to go. And like I said, people's red lines coming, it's coming quick there. You may not be, have a choice of a red line. You may be pulled into this at some point, but take my coffee and you've drawn my red line. Well, one of my uh, one of my school age friends, a real good friend, when we were in school, uh, he passed away today. He's really? forty seven. I'm not sure why yet. So, I haven't heard why, but yes, yeah, pretty young, pretty young. You know, and I hate to say this too, man. Is um, and I'm not, I'm not losing my my heart by any means. But I've lost so many friends that I went to high school with and, and so forth just over the last couple of years that I don't get torn up like I used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there was a point, man, like the first like three or four, man, I cried. I'm just like, I cannot believe that. They're my age. You know what I'm saying? It hits you really hard. But it's gotten to the point where so many – I hear this. It's almost like a weekly occurrence that, you know, my heart breaks for them. My heart breaks for the family. But it, I've, I'm becoming desensitized, and, and that's not good. No, I, I mean, you you know how our roads are here. So my whole life growing up, I've lost friends to car accidents and trauma and weird things. But yeah, it's maybe it's age. Yeah. To, I mean, we're getting closer to death ourselves, to be honest with hey, ourselves. Man, I'm technically over the, the halfway point of my life. Right. Yeah. I would say I am too by far, by, by at least 10 or 10 years or so. Dude, so. If I get another 10 years, I'm going to be so stoked. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. right. Um, because like I said, man, there's gonna be a point, man, where I'm gonna be the, somebody gonna be like, did you say war? And I'm gonna be like, Pew! right there, man. Sword of my back armor on out the door, picking up Bob, right. Bob, see you in three hours, man. We're heading to Texas. I'll be doing my baseball stretches first though. Like, yeah, I got to get some mobility going. <laughs> Yeah, Suski, I am technically kind of a youngster. Still, I think I'll be 50 next year. I'm at the no, age, I am at the age where I don't remember how old I am any longer. There Aren't you 40, 48? Huh? That'll be 49 here in a couple of months. Okay, okay, yeah. I just, I turned 48 in September. So. Yeah, you're going to be 40, 48 in September? 
I'll be 49 this September. 49 in September. Okay. Yeah, so we're right about the same age. Yep. I didn't think that I'd be going to war. I was like, come here. I was man, literally like a year ago. I was complaining about learning hockey <laughs> at like 42 years old. And here I am like, man, I may be going into a war at 50. Well, I think that's why God's got me out there on the baseball field all the time now. So I have to stay in shape. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I just, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get back out there, start running in circles. I'm hurting my chickens, getting back into shape, man. I really need to. Fortunately, I don't have to lose any weight. I just need to get back in shape. Can you pitch? You want to come pitch for my practices? Because throwing 300 pitches tears me up. Oh, absolutely, dude. That's one thing that I would love to do is pitch. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. I'm pretty much on a meat diet, Mimo. For the most part, we we eat beef. Although today I didn't eat beef, I ate um, omelets. And I made my first omelets ever. It's kind of a funny thing. You know, um, Nathan even said this, you know, because most people when they start to cook, you know, they start with things like omelets. Um, I've never made an omelet in my life. Tonight was literally the first omelet I've ever made, and they didn't come out looking too bad. I mean, they tasted good. They they tasted good. Yeah, I've I've done scrambled eggs before, but I've never, like I said, this is the first omelet I've ever made. So the key, I'm like literally looking at YouTube how to make an omelet (laughs) before I even started making the omelet. So here I am, and I've made uh, beef wellington. I've made some like pretty complex dishes, but I've never made an omelet. But they did come out pretty, and the key is like loading your pan with butter so that yeah, it will yeah, not yeah. stick. So maybe next time they'll come out looking pretty too, but they sure tasted good. So I'm glad that that yeah. is the answer. And butter's the answer to pretty much everything, Nemo. I love butter. Yeah, butter doesn't make anything bad. What did, what did uh, Moonwolf say? I don't, know if was, I don't know if he's still in here or not, but he said something earlier. He was like, uh, fat, fat tastes better, something like that. Butter and fat makes things taste better. Can't disagree. Um, so then we got Harvard Medical School offers a course in OBGYN pediatrics to identify LGBTQIA plus newborns and infants. So apparently there's a course now because back in the day, this is you know, not too long ago, but back in the day, when a baby was born, a doctor would look down and be and, and have one of two choices. It's either a little girl or a little boy, and it generally depended on what unit they came with in order right. for them to make this decision. But apparently, life and birth has gotten so complicated, so complicated, that we now have to offer courses at our Ivy League schools that teach OBGYN students how to properly identify a newborn LGBTQIA plus baby. Once again, there, there, there should be absolutely no one in that class. There shouldn't be. Matter of fact, I would I would join that class just to be like, it's a boy. How do you know it's a boy? It's got a penis. I mean, There's a it's pretty penis. cut and dry. It's pretty simple. I mean, I, I'm no doctor. I don't wear a fancy white lab coat. But I can tell you right now that that's not a girl. Right. I know we're all doctors now. <laughs> we're all doctors now. All right. We're so. all smarter than most of them. I will say that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to play this little clip here. I'm going to play the whole clip here. Um, something big is brewing. I think I sent this to a whole bunch of people earlier. And this is talking about what's going on down in Texas. So something big is brewing. Listen to this. Something very big is being planned and is coming in this country. I had a follower reach out to me today 
saying to pray for her because her and her husband were in a deep discussion about what they should do as he's being asked to join a riot force here in Texas, expecting large riots in the near future. I have two family members who are part of a large police department in Texas who were also told that they were taking volunteers for the riot uh, police because they are planning on large-scale riots. We know about the man who snuck over the border the other day and said that he had big plans and that we would all know who he is very, very soon. As people did research, they find out that he had quite a long history. This country is in for a large reckoning. Here's my point. Today, you should solidify that relationship you have with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Because in that moment when this all breaks apart and you don't know where to turn, you don't want to be without hope and you don't want to be without the Lord and you don't want to be without his voice and guidance because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. And I think we all can feel something big is coming. Yeah, I like where he started and I loved where he ended. He's like, man, something big is coming. We're going to rise. They're literally in, in multiple states gathering police riot forces. They're hiring civilians in order to join these forces to stop the riots. Now, I want to go back again to something that Q said a long time ago. He said, quote, the riots have been prepared for and that National Guard would be in place. And this was four years ago. So um, going back to there and, and uh, uh Robin recovery. I'm actually going to be um, reaching out to Doc Chambers this week and, and having a little chat with him. But he's lead, he is leading some of that, and I'm going to talk to him and find out what we can do from where we are, or if we need to go down and give him a little bit of manpower. Because I know that a lot of us will will end up doing so. And uh, I'll carry if I end up going down, I'll carry up all my I'll carry my equipment. Um, fortunately, I got a Nathan here to help watch over my mother. And if not, if Nathan ends up coming with me, then I'll just get into talking to my neighbors to keep an eye on my mom. But we got to do something. And I, you know, I'm, I will always be here 100% for my mom, but we got to be here for the country too because we, we, we need a place to live with a little bit of freedom. And, uh, you know, David, uh, David S. says false flag riots coming. And I agree with you 100%. A lot of them are going to be false flag riots. They're going to be starting something in order to create the beef. But but the people in this country, but what Mima says, we're standing up. We're they standing. tried it here last time. No, they, yeah. And it didn't go well. No. Nope. I didn't go well. Exactly. Moonwolf says, be ready for that J6 type crackdown. And that's ultimately what they're trying to push through. But I mean, even the Cowboys are coming out and saying this stuff right here. Something big is coming. We know that it's coming. Um, we just got to be prepared for it. Be ready to, to defend what we've got right here. Um, like I said, it is what they this want is, hope, but unfortunately, they may get what they want. Yeah. And, and Hope's right. She says that's what they want. And this, this, this is such a, this is such the biggest problem that we've got right now. This is one of the reasons, you know, and I said this to Jay Will earlier, I said, this is why we got to pray for discernment over everything else right now. And so that we're doing the right thing. We're doing what God needs us to do. And we're not being pulled in to what they want us to do. And this is the, Obviously. this right. is the problem is that we need to do something, but we don't want to do it on their terms, you know? So we've got to be very careful about the way that we react. Um, and not be pulled into the the fake riot part. We got to be ready to defend, but remember, we can't go in to try to offend. That's not what God wants us to do. You know what I'm saying? He wants us to defend what's ours, but not to go picking a fight. You know, so guys, doing. I know you guys pray every single day. Pray for that discernment. 
every day over and over and over again so that we can have some ideas to what we need to do. Because like I said, last thing we want to do is overreact, get pulled into it, and end up screwing up what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, we don't need a civil war. We need a revolution. That's what it comes right. down to. Bob's right. We're not on the easy path, but doing the right thing is usually not the easy path. It never is. You know, um, True Patriot says, I don't want to go kinetic, but it's coming. I agree with that, too. Jimmy the Rent says it's coming, it's here. I agree with that. I think Matt and um Hep earlier was saying, you know, we're quickly coming to the point where we'll have nothing left to defend, and that's if we haven't already reached that point. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think we've reached that point yet. Um, I won't go down. I mean, this is like I said, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. I will happily give my life um to protect our country because what what does our country also stand for? It stands for the values and the relationship we have with Christ. In my opinion, they're kind of one and the same. Freedom, right. liberty, our religious um, beliefs, our faith, all of it falls in the same. When you're protecting one, you're protecting the other. Um, yeah. So, so uh, we'll do the real quick. We get to 1152. Man, this, every time I come on this show with you, man, it's like poof, it flies. Time, time flies by. So um, Peter Navarro, if you guys remember, was one of the people that was held in contempt for not listening to the court order of the Congress for the January 6th stuff. So he has now, if I'm not mistaken, it was either four or six months that he ended up getting in prison. Okay. Meanwhile, Hunter did exactly the same thing like two weeks ago and you haven't heard anything else about it. Once again, this is the, the two tiered system that we live in. And uh, there's enough examples right now where even your Trump haters should be at least open their mind enough to admit that this is an unfair system. I'm, I'm like that. Look, I can't stand Biden. I can't stand Pelosi. I can't stand Schiff, but I still believe in equality. I still, you know, I'm, you know, just because they're trying to remove Trump from the ballot, isn't going to make me go out and try to remove Biden from the ballot because one evil doesn't mean that you can be evil to make up for the evil that they did. It doesn't work like that. So no matter how much I dislike something, I still believe in our constitution and I believe in what's fair. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's the same thing. I don't want them cheating and I wouldn't want the Republicans cheating in order to get Trump in. You know what I'm saying? Like I want a fair system completely both ways, no matter how much I despise the other side. Um, we need to start figuring this out. Those people on the other side need to start waking up because I mean, look, I was a Democrat at one time and now I'm like hardcore, very heavy conservative. You know what I'm saying? So it's possible. And a lot of those people like myself, What's that? It's a maturity thing. It's a maturity thing. It's it's realizing, you know, that um, we were being led to believe that the freedom fighters. That's the reason I was a Democrat. Is that I was I was always believed that the Democrats were the freedom fighters because that's you know they were associated with the hippies. The hippies were the ones that were always out there fighting for quote equality and and rights and so forth. But it was it was part of the deception. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm a Republican. Because I had a lot of Republican um, views, you know, small government was my biggie. That's my biggest, biggest um, conservative aspect is I believe in like little to no government, um, you know, but then I realized, okay, well, the Republicans are all part of the same problem. That's why, I, you know, generally call myself a conservative now instead of a Republican because it's my values, not my party belief. Um, it's the same reason that you'll rarely hear me call myself a Christian. You'll hear me more call myself a follower of Christ. You know what I'm saying? I, I just am trying to get away from any decept or any divisive terms. 
and right. even the word, you know, even Christianity is divisive in a way. Follower of Christ, it doesn't matter how you pray to Christ. You know what I'm saying? If you're as long as you're a believer, it's not divisive. You know what I'm saying? It's the same person. You're a believer. Um, so then Trump calls for um, willing states to deploy National Guard to Texas border and start all um, deportations. So that is awesome, too. Um, and I'm glad that, that Trump is vocally out there saying this stuff right now. So he said this is probably the same day Romney said those comments you played the earlier same exact about day. the same. <laughs> that's what I was saying earlier. It's like literally Romney comes out and blames this on Trump. And then the same exact day, Trump's like, we need all of our states to go down there and start deporting these people and bringing them right back over to where they came from. Like literally on the same exact day. Um, so I'm going to read these real quick and then I'm going to play one more quick little clip before we um, get into prayer. So federal government says that the razor wire has to go. Texas governor says he will not. Federal government um, has given Texas a deadline of tomorrow to comply. So we may on a Friday, which Usually really makes me sketchy because that's generally when things happen. Tomorrow may be the, ex the escalation of this that we see. So the federal government has given Texas a deadline of tomorrow. So there's been multiple calls for the Biden administration to federalize the National Guard um, from Democrats and rhinos. Um, no. But like I said, this is what somebody said it, Matt and Hev, do not comply. Exactly. And right, Nemo, no. they are. No. They're, they're pooping in their pants right now. He guaranteed that. Um, happening now, Georgia's Senate Ethics Committee has passed a bill to remove Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger from the Board of Elections and grants the authority to investigate him for possible election law violations. So that's good. Um, now, another thing, too, um, I definitely say show up, but be careful. Once again, I'm going to go back to what Moonwolf said to the whole January 6th type escalation they're going to try to pull here. Um, Southern Border Convoy. This is a peaceful assembly. Convoy begins on January 29th. Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, um, San Ysidro, California um, on February 3rd. So it's from the 29th to the 3rd of February, calling all active and retired law enforcement, military veterans, mama bears, elected officials, business owners, ranchers, and truckers. I think from what I understand, it's going to start up in Virginia and work its way on down to these border states. Um be very careful because Jack do what? was that to do what it's a basically um, to go down and protest the immigration is going forward. So they're starting apparently in Virginia and they're going to convoy down um, to Eagle Pass, Texas, to Yuma, Arizona, and then to San Ysidro, California. Um, but Presbyat brings up uh, a good point here. He says, so how many feds will be at this? Right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Be careful. Um, show up, but don't show out. If that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, just expect them to be there. Expect them to have this nasty plan to start using this, just like a January six. But at the same time, we can't be we can't be bullied into not doing what we have the right to do. Right, and we should exercise that right. Yeah, I wouldn't personally. I don't want to. I don't want to involve myself with something that doesn't have a defined goal a defined purpose and the means to achieve that purpose or goal. No. So as long as those things are stated, they're well-defined, I could see it being worthwhile. But if those things aren't defined, stated, and clearly expressed, I would have a hard time doing it because 
I don't think it would have the effect that we would like it to if we're if, see, if it's not. See, that's the problem that we're in right now. Is that we need to do this stuff at the same time? We're real cautious about being lulled into their plan. Right. You know. So, yeah. like I said, you know, if you guys are available to go, just be super cautious. Um. And, sure and David S. David S. says it perfectly. Take a lot of video. Well said. Right. Thank you for bringing that up. Bring a lot of video. <laughs> So I'm going to play one more thing real quick. I'm going to, I'll just discuss real quick what, uh, what, um, Leo 2.0 was out there saying he did a great thing, went off. He was, this is a, this is a boom mic drop. Trump's cases were suspended by the Supreme court has claimed jurisdiction. So all of these cases right now, the one in New York, the one in Georgia, these things have all been suspended. And from what he's saying, they're never going to go through none of these cases that Trump is already being looked at right now in these States are ever going to see the light of day. Because the Supreme Court has already gotten involved in this, um, so do they uh, have they decided there's no standing because there's no case? Well, from, actually, just I'll just play. It's only a minute long, so I'll just play from halfway point to here. Okay, which means that the March 2024 case is not going to be heard against Donald Trump and Jack Smith. I know you're sick right now because she has now suspended all proceedings before her in the March 2024 case against Donald Trump. Why? Because the Supreme Court has now obtained jurisdiction. And so she's not receiving any evidence, any more proceedings before her court right now. Let them know. You see, the Democrats do not want Donald Trump to run for president. They want a trial and try to convict him. It's not going to happen. And Fannie Willis in Atlanta, Georgia, think hard about your case against President Trump. That case is technically on hold as well Speak, because brother. the Supreme Court has now taken the issue up. You guys are going to lose. Trump is going to become the president. And I guarantee you, all these frivolous cases against President Trump will be handled in the most appropriate legal manner possible. Show me right that now, Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, that March 2024 date... Gone will not happen. Trump twenty twenty four. Yep. I I used to God man, he was the guy that I would turn the channel on when I saw him on Fox. I'd be like, oh man, it's Leo. Plunk. I'd turn on that channel as quickly as I could grab the remote control. But man, I've grown to love this guy over the last couple of years because when he woke up, he woke up and he was like, and then and he started digging and doing his own research and was like, I was wrong. I mean, and he came out and literally admitted he was wrong, and he's probably been one of Trump's biggest supporters ever since he woke up. Well, that's the great thing about awakenings is, and, and sometimes it's the good thing about staying in the dark. The longer people stay in the dark, the more an effect that awakening has on their willingness to go out of their comfort zone to change it. Yeah. Exactly. I literally, um, I grew to like him so much. I literally um, purchased a Leo 2.0 hat. Right. But it, it takes accountability yeah. once they realize and, and they're accountable for it. And you can make great changes. No, ex know? exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to play one more little clip for you guys before we get into prayer. And this is pretty interesting. Some of you may have seen this before, but you guys know who E. Jean Carroll is. He's that really creepy looking short hair blonde woman that's accusing Trump of raping her in a okay. uh, Bergstrom uh, dressing room. The real attractive lady. Yeah, uh, boy, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite sarcastic. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, man, she's she's like she's gross. Yeah, exactly, Jay. She's pretty gross. Um, so listen to this. Listen to this clip. This clip right here came from a uh, Law and Order, um, the TV show Law and Order. Listen to this clip. Did anyone want to role play a rape with you in a public place? Yes, there was one, a bit plain, and it was not her fantasy. It was mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ah, role play took place in uh, the dressing room of Bergdorf's. Uh, while she was trying on lingerie, I would burst in. Hold on. Uh, that was literally exactly. This is Law and Order, Mimo. This was a Law and Order clip, and it is literally her exact case. The same store the drying on lingerie in the dressing room. It was his fantasy, not mine. Like literally if you go and you listen to what her whole case is about, it is exactly that clip right there that I just played from law and order. So she, they, they couldn't even come up with their own script. They, they brought it from like a 1990 something episode of law and order. And they think nobody's going to find this stuff. That's the problem. Exactly. They think that no one's going to find it. And like I said, this was like, public popular show um and, and what they just said was verbatim word for word same store dressing room trying on lingerie it was his fantasy not mine like every single thing that was in that little clip was exactly what her lawsuit is about i can see him calling hollywood we need a script um something old something that's a little dated something that people may not may remember. not remember exactly exactly <laughs> that's so stupid isn't that nuts yeah, method actors. Like, I'm, my mind was like, I heard that because I, I had heard that before I read the, you know, what was written there. And I'm like, dude, that sounds exactly like the case that that Ejon Carroll's doing. And then I ended up reading the, the thing that was written in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's literally what they're trying to say right here in that's that clip. So I'm glad that someone isolated that clip, but crazy, huh? Welcome to 2024. All right, guys. Um, well, John, man, once again, man, great show. The time always just flies by um, whenever we yeah. do these shows, man, because there's so much crazy news going on, but I love the back and forth conversation. So uh, thank you so much, brother. Awesome. But as we always do, got to end with a little bit of prayer. So uh, if everybody would please bow their heads, we will get into some prayer and get you on out of here. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another beautiful day. Thank you for the rain that we've gotten and all the beautiful um just the beautiful people that live here in this community, Lord, that are watching out for one another. We ask you, Lord, that we come together and we unify all around this country, all around this world, just like we do right here in our own little beautiful city that we live in. Let the people learn to love again, kind. Let them find you, Christ, dear Lord. If they don't know who you are already, let them find you, dear Lord. Life's going to be so much easier, and we need to build this army more and more every day. So, dear Lord, thank you for working in our lives every single day bringing us to the point where we are right now. Dear Lord, you chose us all to be here during this very time and this very date, dear Lord. And I just thank you for that. It's quite an honor that you chose us, dear Lord. And I know that times are going to get rough, but you wouldn't have chosen us if you didn't know we could handle it. So I thank you, dear Lord. So I ask, dear Lord, during this time that you give us the strength, you give us the courage, you give us the wisdom that we need. But dear Lord, more than anything right now, um, we need just to strengthen our faith in you more and more every day. Help other people find you, dear Lord. They don't know you, but dear Lord, we need discernment as much as we need anything right now. There's so much evil, tyranny, and deception in this world. 
It's near impossible to tell who you can trust anymore, dear Lord, from the people that are doing the evil. We know that the devil is very deceptive and we wouldn't expect anything different, dear Lord. But we know that you are the most righteous and powerful thing. You are the highest of highs. You are the creator of all of the little creations that are running around this earth trying to take it for their own dear lord there's nobody that can outdo you outpower you and out miracle all the beautiful things that you can do so dear lord i ask that you walk by our sides every single day that you give us the strength that we need dear lord that you let us make the right decisions that you speak to us continually dear lord so we know how we can serve you the best ways that we can serve you as we're going to need to more and more Dear Lord, let us come together and not divide any longer. Let us unify. Let the let us realize that we need to come together under your heavenly name. We don't need to worry about color. We don't need to worry about um, where we came from, our culture. We don't need to worry about the party that we're voting for. Dear Lord, we need to come together under your heavenly name. That is the most important thing that we can do. So continue, dear Lord, to let us know exactly what we need to do. Continue to work in each other's lives, dear Lord. Continue to let us pray for one another. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for everything that you blessed us with, all the big things and the little things, dear Lord. There's absolutely nothing that we should be taking for granted down here on this earth because you gave us life and you've given us everything that life brings to us. But dear Lord, we also owe you. And I know you don't feel like we do. You want us to have that relationship with you. You want us to repent, dear Lord, which we can do. You want us to spread the gospel from nation to nation we can do. But dear Lord, as your children, we want to do more. We want to do everything that we can to serve you, dear Lord, because there's no greater honor than to have you as our boss. So dear Lord, if it comes time to go to war, let us be prepared to do so. Let us have no fear. Let us walk into that battleground, dear Lord, with the most courage we could ever have. And if we were to lose our lives on that battlefield, we couldn't have lost our lives doing a greater thing. And that's sacrificing it for the greater good of man, protecting others and serving you, Father. You gave your life for us. The least we can do is return that favor. Because, dear Lord, we're going to end up home. One day you're going to call us home and we are ready. We're ready every single day, every single moment. But, Father, as long as we're here on this earth, we have a job to do. So continue to let us keep our eyes on heaven, but also let us keep the other eye right here on this earth, dear Lord, so that we can protect those that cannot protect themselves. Take care of the widows, take care of the orphans, and take care of the children, dear Lord. Preserve the innocence of those children. Let's work on our children's lives, dear Lord, from the moment they're born, knowing who you are so they can carry that through their entire lives and they can serve you as well. Father, it wasn't our children that let that let um, let you down. It was us. We were the ones that let you down, dear Lord. So let this be on our watch, dear Lord. Let us stand up and make up for the mistakes that we've done, dear Lord. And let us be the ones to serve you and go into this war so that our children don't have to. But dear Lord, I also continue to ask that you answer all the prayers of all those people that are reaching out to you. Be with Bob and all the people that are like Bob who have lost loved ones that are really close to them and just help them get to these times, dear Lord, and let them know that we're in their lives as well. Continue to answer the prayers of all those people, dear Lord, that are sick and, and have kind of illnesses or financial issues, dear Lord. Help them get through that. Help bring the people into their lives that can help them as well, dear Lord, because although you don't need us, you use us. And it's quite the honor, dear Lord, because we are the voices, the legs, the arms that work for you right here on this earth. And there's nothing else that I'd rather be doing. But dear Lord, most of all, I just love you. I love you with all my hearts. We love you with all of our hearts. We are so grateful, dear Lord, that you had the patience with us to bring us to the point where we are today. In Jesus Christ's heavenly name and our heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, man, we got 
some crazy times coming up. But fortunately, like I said, we're, we're in the right space. We're, we're following the right person. We're not putting our blind faith in anything on this earth. We're putting all of our faith into our Heavenly Father. And He's going to get us through this. Like I said, even on the little days, we're a little bit more anxious than others, maybe a little bit worried. You know, just put it all into God's hands. God's going to take it away from you. And he's going to set you right on the omission. Because just like the show that I said last night, God has all the authority. The authority. God's got the authority over evil. God's got the authority over nature. God's got the authority over absolutely everything on this earth. So what do we have to worry about? Amen to that, brother. He is always in control. Yeah, 100%. Even even when it seems like it's the darkest, he's still there. Yeah, exactly. And then that's right. You know, today um, would have been Bob's youngest son's birthday. So, Bob, um, happy birthday to to your son, we love you. Our hearts are here with you. Um, like I said, if you need anything, just reach out. We are here for you. And then, Julie, I'll be reaching out to you here um, the next couple of days. We got really busy today. Weekends are a little easier for me, so I will uh, email you back my phone number tonight. We will get in touch as well. But uh, once again, John, um, I love you, brother. Thank you so much. I love doing the Thursday show. They, they just fly by real quick. Um, and then real quick, uh, you just want to plug um, what you're doing real quick so that, you know, like I said, like, I try to refresh it every so often in my um, Kilted Christian so that you guys can uh, donate to the independent baseball that you're working for real quick. If you just want to plug that real quick. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I think you got the link on your Kilted Christian. Um, take a donations or uh it's not donations. It's a fundraiser we're doing. You can buy a raffle ticket for 20 bucks, and you get a chance for winning $400 a week for 10 weeks once the baseball season starts. Um, your card has three or 10 weeks of scores on the back and three teams picked out. And if your three teams' scores match those scores or the closest to those scores, you win like $400 for that week. So that's not a bad deal. Um, like I was saying last week, we've already been able to, with what you guys have given here, um, pay for one of the boys to play on the team that wasn't going to be able to play on the team. So that was really awesome. Oh, that's, see, that's really cool. And that's the great thing is we can, you know, be able to help them while you're helping them, you know, cause you got a lot on your plate right now. And, uh, those children are blessed to have you as their coach, man. Cause it's like- I'm super excited. I have to tell you guys this cause I, I was looking, you know, I, I'm trying to build a vision for our team, a vision for the boys so that they understand what vision is, what, what it means to have a vision for your life. Um, and, and outside of baseball in general. And our team name has been Beast. It's been Beast for a couple years now. And I finally got a perfect acronym that fits our team name. And I love it. It's Building Excellence and Attitude and Selflessness and Teamwork. Oh, beautiful. That's what being a beast means. So oh, perfect. I would have I had to break out my new vision for the team at, at our first practice this year. I would have sat down for days trying to figure out something to make that one work, man. Great job. Uh, yeah, I was so excited. Oh, great job. It's a mouthful, but I think they'll get it because we've been beast for so long. So, and I think it rolls off pretty easy. Building excellence and attitude and selflessness and teamwork. Well, if you say it a billion times, it rolls off the tongue. It does. And I said it a whole bunch. Yeah. See, you're getting good at it. I'm going to have to memorize that so that I can say it. (laughs) But, But, um... I love you, brother, man. God bless you. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a date night tomorrow um, evening. We're going to take my mom out and uh, take her out to do some bingo um, at their local bowling alley. So she's, she's getting cabin fever pretty bad. So we're going to do a early date night, get her out, do something. And then uh, we're doing the show tomorrow evening. And then um, um, hopefully, like I said, once Jeff's feeling better, we'll be doing Saturday and Sunday. But I want to remind you real quick, though, is that next week um, – after Monday, Monday will be regular time because uh, we got um, Jay Wu's show on before that. 
But um, every day, other day of the week, we'll be going on at 9 o'clock Eastern time instead of 1030. So our show will be starting a little bit earlier next week just to kind of bring you guys in here a little bit earlier so that we're not keeping you here so late because we get out of here at apparently 1215 tonight um, Eastern time. So. Hey, and I will try to be here on time. It's going to be that's that's it's a push for me. Oh, that's all right. Like I said, we'll, we'll do the show to my and, window. and you can you can just pop in here even at the show's live. OK, cool. Awesome. Well, um, once again, I hope that we get to see you tomorrow. I know you said you may come down here tomorrow, so I hope that you get a chance to come visit us tomorrow um, during the day. Like I said, tomorrow's going to be one day that's not going to rain. Um, other, yeah, than right. that, other than that, I love you, brother, man. I'm just, like I said, you're, you're, those kids are blessed to have you as their coach, and I'm blessed to have you as my brother and my friend, man, and I'm so grateful that you live right down the road. This is awesome. No, love being here with you, man. Thank you. Awesome. And all of you out here, I love you all very much, and I'm so thankful for all that you do. Like I said, this is going to take all of us. We're going to need to unify. We're all going to need to complete the missions. We all have separate missions, but for the same big mission, and that is for our Heavenly Father in this great spiritual battle that we are in. But we need to be prepared. We need to be ready and keep on praying for that discernment, guys, because that discernment and that wisdom is going to be the most important thing that we're going to need other than the relationship with Christ going forward so that we don't make mistakes and we don't get pulled into the enemy's uh the enemy's um plan so guys i love y'all very very much want to thank you so much for listening to kilted christian episode 530 with msm liars thursday we'll see you tomorrow evening for episode 531 of kilted christian in the meantime i leave you with this oh say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rockets regular The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. We will see you tomorrow night for Kilt the Christian episode 531. But in the meantime, I'm going to spoil it for you once again. I know how this all ends. God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of all of your anxiety. Keep in prayer, pray, pray, pray. Spread the gospel from nation to nation. Guys, we got a lot of work to do, but the most important thing we can do right now is we need to unify and get people back to Christ because Christ is the only way we're going to get through this. But I love y'all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will see you tomorrow night. In the meantime, 
God bless.